Blog Talk Radio. Guess what? It's that time again. This is Patty Holstrain, and this is KWOD Radio. And we're on live today. It's Monday. You guys know what I think about that. Here's Monday again. Can you believe it? What happened to our weekend? But as we get older, we always ask that question. Whatever happened to that last week? Must be one of those time travel issues. So today we are on live with Lyle Dilly, and we'll be talking a lot about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about Lambda and Nerds, which is a website he's working on now, and we're going to be talking about Coppercon Revolutions, and also a veteran-owned Arizona-based design company. It's a web design company, Desert Sea Design. little introduction to Lyle. Lana Nerds is an exciting resource for nerd news, blogs, and film reviews with original content generated in Phoenix, Arizona, and Houston, Texas. Lana Nerds is a veteran-run site that celebrates nerd culture. Lana Nerds is advised by Lyle Dilly, a military veteran and an Arizona resident. We're talking today about your website, Land of Nerds, and participation in Copper Convolutions in Arizona Science, which is, of course, as most of you know, an Arizona science fiction fantasy literary convention. If you don't know, then you need to go on that website and find out more information because, you know, that's the whole idea is getting informed. So, with no further ado, I'm going to say hello to hey. Lyle. Hey, Lyle. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm it's not Monday. doing today. Long day. Yeah, we hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, Tuesday, hey, we got over Monday, but you can't say that today, so it's just Monday. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, Absolutely. um, we're going to talk, I'd give you a little introduction. We've got a lot of things to talk about. And I think for, first and foremost, let's let's talk about your, your business, which is Desert Sea Design. With website-based, and of course you, you really like to have it more uh, veteran-based. Talk to us about that. Well, uh, I uh, have a web design and graphic design company. Uh, based out of here in Arizona, in Avondale, Arizona. We actually have an office, not based out of my house, which a lot of graphic design companies are. Um, uh, been doing it now for uh, five years. Uh, and we also do uh, video, we do audio, we do a lot of different stuff. My uh, I have a bachelor's degree from Arizona State University, and I actually uh, studied uh, video and art and design as well. I also have 10 years of experience in graphic arts, uh, 
being in the Army, uh, doing a lot of magazine design and photos and, and journalism, actually, while I was in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we kind of start that way, don't we? I started off as a journalist major as well. So uh, we got some things in common. We got some graphic design business uh, things in common. Uh, I used to work in a print shop, so that's, you know, I get, get down in the right in the ink, you know. No, I, I've worked for a couple of years in a print shop too. Uh, it's kind of funny because I uh, I worked in the print shop for for a couple of years, and uh, as I was looking in there, I found that the owners were asking me all the questions and having me solve all the problems because they're yeah. not sure exactly how to deal with it. And I went, you know what? I could probably do this on my own. Now I've been doing it for many many years now. So yeah, I, I understand your feeling. Um, I didn't really want to do it full time, so you know I didn't want to take on the business. I have knows I had a design business at home anyway, so I didn't want to take over the print business as well. So um, well, I, yeah. I, so we I know that if I uh, if I sorry. Go ahead. If you if you what? No, no, no. I was just going to say I know that uh, I can't have a business design at home. I tried that for a little while, and I found that a home is way too distracting. Ah. <laughs> So uh, once I was able to move out of my house and do it, uh, they were actually able to get a lot more accomplished, get more stuff, even though it costs a little bit more, obviously, having the overhead. I make far more money to make up for it, so it's fine. Oh, I agree that, that you know, that it does take a uh, certain person who can uh, not worry about how many hours you spend on the, on, <laughs> on the computer, which is what I wind up doing. But yeah, it's it's kind of nice to be able to separate it, and and it would be nice to do that sometime. <laughs> that way, I can actually have a couch. Would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a couch. Absolutely. So uh, when you started to do your design business, you got started getting into into website design as well. And I, I know that with graphic designers, uh, the businesses were starting to ask graphic designers to do more, and Instead of graphic design, they started having them do website design. Is that what happened to you? Well, uh, not quite. Um, I found myself I could I could learn I I learned pretty quickly, and uh, while I was in the military, I actually did quite a few uh, different websites, and uh, you know uh, for different units and different things, and, and do up different websites. And I'd learn a lot just by doing. Uh, there. Uh, I also took lots of courses while I was at uh, Glendale Community College and obviously got a lot of experience from that. Um, different companies would have just asked me to do it and based off my knowledge from uh, graphic design, I was able to delve uh, more and more and I learned I learned more about I learned uh, more things about web design every single day and it just adds on to my experience and adds on to my uh, portfolios. I've been doing websites though for companies and organizations uh, within the science fiction and fantasy and fandom in general. I've done the Arizona Corsairs. I've done stuff for uh, the Dark Ones. I've done stuff for CopperCon, the Leprechaun, for um, all sorts of uh, different people within fandom to, to help. And every time I would do that, I'd learn more and more. And then that, that experience uh, tells into real physical things that I could help with my actual clients, which in turn gave me more business. There you go. So you utilize the 
the things that you were doing free for the community in order to help to broaden your portfolio and te- and help you to learn. Yep. Absolutely. That sounds very good. So, uh, and 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 CopperCon website as it currently state is kind of a culmination of all the experience that I've learned over the years. And I don't know if you've ever uh if uh, any of you or your listeners have been to the website at coppercon.org, but it it's it's one of the, the most interactive uh convention websites here in Arizona. Uh easy to order uh, it, it's easy to look through the panels, easy to order different kinds of uh, memberships, be able to put your name and badge number, have it so that people can, can sign out and pay for it through PayPal and do all that kind of stuff and have multiple things uh, with a uh, with the card, card-based system works mm-hmm. perfectly. And uh, so far I've heard nothing but good things from it, so I, I'm pretty happy with it. Yes, it, it, and of course, there's a lot of different things going on at CopperCon, and I know that you have some special things that you're doing with CopperCon in order to uh, you know, get some interest, because you've got your land of the nerds. I guess we probably should go into that before we talk about what you're doing at CopperCon, because they kind of go together, don't they? Yeah, they they are going together. Um, about uh, About... Seven or eight months ago, I had the idea of actually doing a uh, a television show at a convention, uh, maybe a, like a reality-based television show, and I thought it would be kind of cool to do a live television show at a convention, um, like a game show, a reality show. Um, it was a little overreaching, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of uh, parred down a little bit, but with that, every step kind of turns into something else, and what happened was was I needed to make sure that I, 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 before I even get to a point where I could do something so large and expansive, I needed to create fans, create interest in what we're doing and everything else. So I was able to uh, to get help from a really good friend of mine. Her name is uh, Mandy Brooks or Moon Sadai. And she has a uh, master's degree uh, from Houston uh, in English. And she is an absolute amazing writer. I know she's written uh, quite a few articles for the Land of Nerds, and that's been published uh, in a few different items. But she publishes now two to three times a week uh, within the magazine, and I have uh, other different writers. And this has kind of turned into this whole place where we go and express our interest in different nerd things and popular culture reviews, and we're just having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that sounds good. Making, yeah, making a lot of videos, too. You know, a lot of my friends were getting together now, doing different things, uh, uh, experimenting with different styles and whatnot, and just kind of, uh, it's really having fun without stressing too much. We don't have time to make video, we don't make video, but we've been meeting enough that we're we're making quite a few of them, and that's half the goal of uh, what we're hoping that CopperCon is going to be. Good, good. Okay, Land of the Nerds web show. It's a trivia challenge. Tell us what that's going to detail. Well, uh, you know, we're still looking for contestants. People are actually going to be down at uh, CopperCon. We have lots of different uh, prizes and stuff. But what it's really going to entail is we're going to do a what 
we're calling a live web show. We're actually going to have a uh, high-resolution webcam uh, that we're going to have at the event, plus a couple other different cameras to record uh, what's going on. But we're going to basically show the show live on LandedNerds.com um, through uh, through some of the YouTube features that uh, that are available for free for people. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a whole show. We have it uh, mocked out. We're going to have we're going to have a, a set with a, with a complete background, uh, a lot of different set pieces donated by Arizona Tardis. We're building set pieces so that. Uh, <laughs> We'll have buzzers and, and, and gizmos and lights, and, and, and it's going to be really, I don't want to say elaborate, but it's going to be a lot of fun and interactive show. We're going to ask different nerd-related questions. We're going to have uh, different types of uh, uh, shows, and, and the way we're going to visualize the video and audio, it's going to it's a, it's been a lot of fun putting it together, and we're hoping that it'll be a lot of fun to participate in and watch. Well, good. It's, it's a little more interactive, I would think. At least that's what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Good. So rather than just have like a simple like a Jeopardy based thing, we're we're really trying to make it a much more interactive, fast paced experience. Now, um, I do understand I'm not uh, – the question is, the trivia challenge is going to be a, a different – it's going to be a different uh, time and, and and day than the than the Jeopardy. The Jeopardy the is going to be, going to be later on in the day Okay. Uh, that they're doing, and I know that there's going to be another one. We're doing it from 1 to 3. I think they're going to do it a little later on that day as far as their Jeopardy thing. But obviously we're doing something else different, uh, trying to, uh, trying to, you know, have fun with what we're trying to do with the video experience. Sounds good. Uh, you're going to be putting all this at the hotel over there at Windermere? Yep, at Windermere. Uh, but keep in mind, that's not the only thing that we're doing. We're doing video events for the entire weekend. Friday night, we're partying with the Arizona TARDIS. We're going to actually have uh, a full-size TARDIS, the inside mm-hmm. of the TARDIS, green screens. We're going to do photo shoots, create some videos, and, and let people come in and, and do different photos. And do and you, We're going to create some videos throughout the night, and that's going to be fun. The next day, I'm going to teach people how to edit some of the videos. We're going to take some of the videos we take for the night before and actually um, you know, see me ha- – uh, create the videos and I'll show you how they're being created and, and, and how they're being edited and some of the different techniques that you can use for how, how we're actually going to take the green screens and pull them out and put in backgrounds and stuff. That's going to be oh. uh, a really cool kind of a thing. Then we're going to do the trivia challenge from one to three and that, that live show, uh, which is going to be recorded and then uh, uh, shown. And then later on, we're actually going to do a, uh, a challenge uh, where people are going to come in and we're going to test how well they do makeup and design. Uh, and uh, some people who have the best makeup after the end of the thing is going to have some prizes for them. The next day on Sunday, we're even going to do a robot challenge where we're going to have ro- remote control robots that we're going to be able to battle it out. Kind of a yeah. <laughs> a battle royale for robots. 
at the end of the day on Sunday, we're we're going to have a bunch of different swords, and we're going to do some sword play, and we're going to videotape different sword actions. You know, it's always been the wish of a lot of different nerds and fanboys to to not only do it but choreograph an entire uh, video uh, sword presentation. And we're going to have some experts out there, and we're going to do some things, and and hopefully create some videos. The goal of the whole weekend is to do. Uh, probably at least six, at least six, um, two to ten minute videos uh, to post on YouTube. So not only can you see it during CopperCon, but actually be able to experience a lot of the videos and stuff well beyond CopperCon and see it beyond that. Very cool. Very cool. It should definitely bring draw some interest uh, from some people who be interested in and in video editing and whatnot. I know I, I I said that I would definitely want to sit in there and and um, and pick your brain on some things. So yeah, there's going to be some good synergy going on, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that you're you have are not you're definitely not a uh, as your your whole family has actually been involved with the cons for quite some time. Yep, uh, it's kind of a run-out joke uh, uh, with my family. Uh, my mother, uh, who's actually ran some copper cons in the past, uh, uh, Zeta Dilly, uh, is actually, there's a picture of me at CopperCon 1, <laughs> uh, I believe, uh, a How picture of me then? at CopperCon 1 as a baby. She's holding me. <laughs> That's great. And, so, and you know, your, dad, been, your, your dad's quite a character. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> Absolutely. And we've been doing stuff with leprechauns, coppercons, uh, doing different things for volunteering to just participating and just having fun. Uh, the family's kind of become a staple uh, in this area uh, for that kind of stuff. Everybody knows who we are kind of thing. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And uh, definitely, uh, I'm glad you have... You've gotten your fingers more involved, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get more interest to a younger crowd. You know, the 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 convention scene, the local convention scene. Um, for some of these older conventions, the the fan base has gotten a little older, and it's part down a little bit. So we're trying to drive up interest from some of these younger people. So we're hoping some more of these visual things that we're doing, like the video like the comic stuff I know that CopperCon is preparing to do and uh, that will hopefully bring in some more people. Uh, it's a younger fan group, younger right. fan base. Right, definitely some people. You know, we know that people are interested in in these things, you know, more media-oriented, you know, the video, the audio. Uh, kids are interested, interested in this stuff, so, and website design, you know. Because they're out there doing it themselves now, so they're Absolutely. very interested in this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just to let, just to let everybody know, um, I put the caspas dot org slash kukon, and kukon of course is is the synonym for uh, coppercon, and so you click on that, it goes straight to the to the page that you were referring to, and that is coppercon revolution, which is also twenty thirteen. So instead of going with CopperCon whatever number, uh, the the two go with a different name, CopperCon Revolution. 
Yep. So that was, that's the story on that one. And also, well, I'm excited uh, about it. <laughs> you're excited about it? Yeah, you should be. Sorry. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I hope that that it definitely equates to more bodies there, and because you know, it's really it's just a shame. And when you get a really cool thing going on, and then uh, not enough people are there to really share it, that's a that's a bummer. So we def- definitely don't want that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we have another. Um, the celebrity know land and nerds is also underneath the chat information. So uh, if you're listening to the show, just go a little bit further, scroll down the page, and there's a chat area. If you have a question or a comment and you don't want to call in, go ahead and write it in, and I'll, I will share it with Lyle right now. Otherwise, a call-in number, because you know I don't have to talk to him all by myself, is 714-242-5145. Now, we're going to talk about Land of the Nerds. Now, the idea with Land of the Nerds was that you uh, thought, well, is it in coordination to what you wanted to do at CopperCon, and that's how it got started? Well, it it, it really started because I, uh, of my real interest in um, taking video and audio to a different level. Uh, you got to understand, you know, with I have a... Um, bachelor's degree in what's called interdisciplinary arts, which is kind of the artsy side of video. And one of the things that they talk about is, you know, trying to experiment, trying to take video and audio and theater to a level people haven't seen before and and showcase it. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, try and see if it is possible to do a live video show without any corporate sponsorship, is, is there is there ways of, of putting this together? And sometimes it's just about doing it rather than just talking about it, and that's what I'm putting into practice right now. Well, I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying that uh, if you build it, they will come. And to a certain extent, yeah, but it's also it's also about the joy of just doing it. Um, I know that I, I was talking to my friends about it. I said, look, even if nobody shows up, we know that this is what we enjoy doing. We know that we're making videos that's going to go well beyond CopperCon and well beyond what we're trying to do. We're experimenting. We're having fun. We're going to interact with our friends. And that is really half the battle right there. And and, and just that alone is enough to get uh, a lot of my uh, – uh, my volunteers and my friends excited about this event. Hmm. That sounds uh, that sounds cool. And you've got all the equipment ready to go. And you've been doing this for a while, then. Yep, yep, yep. I, you know, I, I am blessed to have Desert Sea Design, and because of that, I I am able to invest in my company and also invest in my hobby at the same time, which is you know different lightings, backgrounds videos, audios, getting, you know, friends of mine involved who have some of the same interests, some of the same kinds of equipment, and we're able to pull it all together and, and make videos and audios and stuff that we all enjoy to do. You know, mm-hmm. going going to Arizona State University and getting a degree, of course, that allowed me to meet a ton of different people who have the same kind of interests that I do. And that friendship kind of endures even past that. You know, I've graduated for a few years now and uh, and I still have many, many friends, and we do video and audio stuff all the time now. 
Okay. Uh, there there are a couple other companies that have been doing the uh, nerd scene for a while, uh, nerd oh. and gig scene. Uh, Nerdvana is one of them. Uh, of course, they've already got the East Valley Tribune attached to them. Why did you not want to attach to them and 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 you know get your name out there? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could have. You know, I, I just all reality. Right to, right to you know, I don't want to leave what I'm doing <laughs> to not be able to do that kind of stuff. But like okay. I said, what the Landowners website stemmed from from our interest in nerds in general uh, with my close knit group of friends. Um, so, in other words, you want to know, as I'm doing this, I'm learning more about some of the other people. But I didn't do this. I didn't start this as a as a high, you know, where can I get best in the scene because this is what I'm interested in. No, it, it became we're already doing the writings, we're already doing our stuff. We're going to put it on the web and see and see what happens. And 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 it, a lot of really good things are happening because of it. We're meeting a lot of good people. We're showing a lot of stuff. My friends down in Houston are getting a lot of interviews and people there down there too. So it's not just the scene here in Arizona, but it's beyond that as well. Right, right. And that's one thing I said about uh, connotations being uh, too insular for Arizona. And uh, that's the reason why you started a new newspaper is because it needed to get beyond the Arizona borders. So that's so, uh, and I've met I've met some of the people who do some of the other nerd type of stuff, and they reach the kind of people that they're trying to reach. And in all reality, uh, to a certain extent, it would kind of muddle what I'm trying to do video wise here too. So it, uh-huh. we're we're showing what we can do. We're showing the different writings. Showing the writings also on my on the own brand helps out my company. Believe it right. or not. Because the main yeah. writer is also for Land of Nerds, the main writer for my company, and to to show that kind of range, to show the publications, to show the kind of stuff, also helps me and her get new business to drive into here because it shows the different writings and different styles and different stuff that we can also do for other companies. Definitely, definitely, and 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 I yes, definitely cross pollinating, and uh, showcasing what you what you guys are writing. Is definitely going to help your overall company. So I know all about that. Uh, that's what you. That's why you get in media. Because <laughs> exactly. that way you can hit more people. And oh, again, yeah. the younger generation. Now, um, I know that there's a video out that that just got done from uh, uh, Multiverse, uh, the Apocalypse Girls, and they were talking about. The difference between nerds and geeks, and I figured since you you're you're from the land of, geek, of nerds there that you would uh, enlighten us on what <laughs> what you consider to be the actual <laughs> meaning of the word nerd. Well, I consider the word nerd to be somebody who is dedicated and excited about what they enjoy to a point where it seems obsessive. But they're having so much fun with it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, like, you know, somebody looks at them and says, oh, you seem so obsessive to things and so nerdish, uh, so to speak, because of your obsession. But if you're having fun doing it, it's not like it's a job. 
it uh-huh. really shouldn't matter. And because of that, that makes you a nerd, and there's nothing wrong with that. So what would be your 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 meaning of the word geek then? Um, or is there really any difference? I I don't know if there's any difference. I mean, my my only main difference is I never really felt that there was any difference. I only think that there's only two types of geeks and nerds. I think they're the same in my own definition, but I I think there's <laughs> There's 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 two types of nerds in my book. One are the ones of that I enjoy, and there are my friends, which is most of them. And then there's the ones that I would consider that because of their knowledge, they think they're better than you. Ah, okay. And those people. So that's know, a different. I don't, I don't that's a different level of nerd I, then. <laughs> exactly. And and there's there's plenty of those that we've met up there that says, you know, now I have all this knowledge, I'm better than you. No, it's just you have this knowledge and I have this knowledge kind of thing. And when you respect each other for those, then, you know, I Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. And we just love to <laughs> knock those people off their pedestal. <laughs> exactly. I, I won't say exactly. any names. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, you get involved in these things, and, and you're having a lot of fun, and I'm glad to know that you're bringing your friends in on this. Uh, that way you guys can all get nerdy together. Exactly. Now, now, my friends who I'm working with right now, I've known since 1999, 2000, when I was in the military in Germany. And because of this, we embraced the nerdiness together, played Dungeons and Dragons, did some media together, writings, videos, all sorts of fun and nerdy things we did for years while we were in Germany. And that kind of bond still hasn't broken to this day. Um, my friend was the best man at my wedding. They came to a wedding. They did this kind of stuff. We talk every other day now, you know, because of this kind of geek, nerdy bond that we had made since, uh, you know, our days in Germany from that long ago. That's cool. That's cool. And, you know, there there is something to be said about uh, men who bond and, you know, uh, when they were in the military. It's a different it's a different kind of bond, kind of like uh, when women kind of bond when they're all in the same house or in the same neighborhood, you know. It's kind of the same oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> it's a very long-standing bond. And uh, I think that's. I, would, I think. Go ahead. No, I, I just I wouldn't give up that kind of bond for anything right now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's and I, hard yeah, somebody. definitely. I think it's hard for men in general to bond any other way unless it's, it's under that kind of uh, where everybody's in this together kind of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> So what's coming up for you? I mean, I know I'm going to see you. We're going to see each other at, uh, at obviously, CopperCon. Yeah, I'm going to be up at CopperCon. Right now, I mean, we're just trying to get the rest of our sponsors together for this Land and Earth stuff. Uh, I just, uh, in the mail, just came in um, our brand-new Land of the Nerd buttons that we have. And we came up with this really cool slogan called, I Can Nerd. 
um, and we spelled it out. I can nerd means uh, nerd means now envision real dreams. Now envision. We have this really cool button dreams. that we're trying to uh, put out and get a few dollars for to help uh, pay for some of the events and some of the stuff that we're doing. And mm-hmm. um, we're actually going out to uh, First Friday uh, this Friday. Passing out lots of flyers to help people come to Lantern Nerds and the Copper Cons events and stuff as well. And uh, have these buttons out there. That Phoenix First Friday? Yep. Okay. Go to downtown Phoenix, lots of uh, me and all my volunteers, and we're going to mm-hmm. go and have all these buttons with us and all these flyers. I ordered another group of flyers, which is another benefit, by the way, of having a printing and, and graphic design company is I'm able to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I said, well, you know, the, they talk about the well. Do you do you have somebody to do art? You know, the artwork. But yeah, you know, just give yep. me the pieces. I'll put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it comes in handy uh, to be able to do uh, multiple things and and you know be able to do. Uh, Expand on it, and you know that's the fun part: expanding beyond your borders, learning new things. Because you know, I, I well, feel that if you don't, you're dead. You know, you might as well be. I know. Well, and, and I, I also know my limitations. You know, I, I just had a conversation with another client of mine, who, while they were in England, they actually had one of their other graphic designers work on this menu. It's a, it's a menu for a Thai restaurant, and. Um, they came back and said, oh, here's my new menu. We're going to get this printed and stuff. And uh, they were afraid that it would insult me that they found a different designer to do it. To be honest, every designer is different, and, and people should right. realize that. It's that when you come to a designer, you know what you get yourself into, know what they can do, and then if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. The person who redid that um, Thai restaurant menu looked amazing, absolutely brilliant. But I knew that that person also spent hours, days, yeah. creating the yeah. photos, creating the menus, creating the new logos. I wasn't given that amount of time, to be honest. But in all reality, even if I had that time, I probably wouldn't have come up with the amazing design they did. So I wasn't insulted. I was impressed. I said, this, this is amazing. You guys did a great job. This guy's good. And I was flattered that they still called me back to do other stuff for them. Because even though I couldn't do that level, I could still do what they wanted, and they still felt confident enough. And that in itself is a compliment, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> while the, while you, the, you may not do a brochure for them, they may wind up getting you to do an entire magazine. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> It's it's uh you know living on your strengths, and yep. uh, and yeah you know that that one person was apparently a little hungrier, um and you know we get that a lot in this business don't we? <laughs> well, I, I I pride myself on being able to do professional quick design, which you find mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of companies like. Um, but unfortunately, when you do it quick, that doesn't necessarily mean the most uber professional thing that's ever come across them, you know, <laughs> as far right. as, you know, really fluid and amazing design. Right. 
And you know, there are some people who like to, who do freehand drawing, which I of course I would just I wish I had that ability, but I don't. So, you know, it's like, you know, you're not going to get freehand. You're going to have to get, you know, what I call, you know, items that are brought together in order to make something new. (laughs) I've done plenty of freehand um, logos and stuff and plenty of freehand uh, designs in a general sense. But if they're like, hey, I want it to look like a, a comic book and do all sorts of fancy things, I was like, okay. I've got a friend of mine in a speed dial. Hold on. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know. So so you pull in other I, people and, and, and say, yeah, did, you can do that. that you know, it's going to be more because it's, it's freehand. And it's not me doing it. It's somebody, somebody else is going to work together to do that. See, so you pull in your friends. Definitely. Definitely true. So, Landon Nerds, where are you going with this? I mean, how... how well, what do you, what do you what's your plan? My plan is is to see how these videos come out at the end of cover to see the kind of reactions that we get. The the end game is to try to make the land and earth self sustaining. Um, as far as bringing in a little bit of money, if it brings in a little bit of money and brings in some people that does the design, then I can continue doing this and making sure uh, that stuff gets paid for, people get paid if they need to get paid, uh, and I still have a volunteer base. If mm-hmm. it doesn't bring in a certain people in the next few months, then it's okay. There's other things, other people. It's 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 one of those things that I enjoy the experience of it, the funness of it, the, mm-hmm. the, the part of it, that the creative part of it. And, you know, I have lots of interests and stuff, so it just really depends on where it goes. If I dwell on it too long, it'll just drive me crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you got to find something that you're allowed to do because if you're if you're planning on doing it for a long time. Yeah. And sometimes you know when you got to leave, you know. Sometimes you know when to, when yeah, to let it, go of things. <laughs> exactly. You know, because if I plan on doing a long time and I don't have a plan, you know, to make it, to be able to sustain itself, you know, uh, the the start of the plan for it to sustain itself has to be, am I able to bring in enough people to read the stuff, to watch the stuff, to be able to bring in advertisers and other such things? If I can't, you know, and the interest just doesn't seem to be coming, I have to move on. Now, I've built some stuff where the interest and things were self-sustaining. But, you know, it's it just depends. You know, not every single idea is going to come forth and do this. Now, I've gotten tons of interest and tons of help. Propicon was the, what, loved this idea and was able to fit um, fit it into the schedule and be able to give my, my own room to be able to do all the different panels and events down at Propicon. So it has a lot of base of support, which excites me and allows me to keep going. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially if you're, I mean, if you're going to be a Capricorn anyway, you might as well, you might as well, you know, be part of it. Well, you know, when I did this uh, for Capricorn, it's not like I just said, "Hey, I'm just going to do some panels." I did an entire presentation, showed what the goals are, what we wanted to do, what we were trying to accomplish, how we were going to do it, how many people we needed. You know, we had an entire plan, and once I showed the plan, showed what was going to take, what we've done, what we're going to supply, 
we were able to get an entire room to ourselves for the entire weekend, as long as we were able to fit what we had said. And so far, we've shown that we were going to be able to create these videos, create this, these sets, these ambiances, these, these different experiences. And uh, everybody's excited for it. Mm. That sounds good. Um, so where are you going with your Desert Sea design? Are you running well, into other areas? Well, uh, right now, um, mostly we're just uh, the other extra areas we're doing is video. I mean, we've written some scripts. We've put together some video panels, some different interactive blogs, um, different kind of websites. I do magazine design a lot. been doing magazine, two different magazines for years now. So, you know, it's just ever-expanding, ever, you know, slow <laughs> as far as the expansion is concerned. It takes a while for things to get started. But, yeah. it, you know, we're getting a lot more sustaining and self-sustaining. You know, SEO, search engine optimization stuff is coming up. Um, the My writer, who I, I told you about with Mandy, she's mm-hmm. actually in charge of search engine optimization. We have quite a few companies in here. We do different writing, different posts and stuff to keep people's interest to come back. Google notices as it brings up their search engine optimization. And clients are happy, and so are so am I. <laughs> That's good. That's good because it looks like you, sounds like you got everything uh, that you're working on kind of coming to all together here, and that's great. You got the YouTube uh, channel of your own, correct? Yep. There's a C Design YouTube channel, Land of Nerds YouTube channel, you know, different things that we've put together. Mm-hmm. So, so I know, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. The last major, um, the major, last major Land of Nerds. Um, video that we put together was a Mario dubstep fire. Oh yeah, video. I saw that. Nerds um, of Chaos. I don't know if anybody, uh, if any of your listeners are uh, familiar with uh, dubstep music, but dubstep music is kind of this techno oh, yeah. dance music that people yeah. put together digitally. And uh, we were able to take some Mario-inspired dubstep music. And a friend of mine does fire dancing, and we had him dress up as Mario. And we have uh, him actually uh, dancing to the dubstep using fire. Uh, and uh, there's a kind of a surprise ending at it. And uh, it's it's a pretty cool, good, good video. Been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that, that when I gonna get off here, I'll definitely click on that because I was looking at this Nerd to Chaos. So it's under your under his website, um, and under Nerd to Chaos, you see his videos there um, on the Super Mario dubstep and remix. Mm-hmm. And you got Star Trek spiraling into darkness, Nerds of Chaos. <laughs> that one sounds interesting. We had. And our first video, we just had lots of stuff exploding, and you know that was fun too. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, ice explosion! Wow, that looks like that looks dangerous. Did you have to have a certain amount of room to do those kind of stuff? Yeah, 
We'll just yeah. sit in the backyard. And that's on there. That's interesting. So you got a lot of cool stuff, and and uh, and of course, uh, it's not just not just male oriented, correct? Is a lot of this stuff can be for females as well. Oh well, let me tell you, the uh, right now, um, the uh, Moon Sedai is doing an entire series uh, called uh, "What Makes a uh, Strong Female Character." Yes, she's taking tons of characters from books and films and TV. Uh, different female characters and rating of how strong that female character is portrayed um, and goes into a lot of really fascinating facets into that on how, you know, like the last one she did is on uh, River Tam Mm -hmm. from the television uh, show Firefly, which I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with. Um, uh, She also did a whole thing on just the adapts, which I found absolutely fascinating, but I'm such a Star Trek geek, you know, I had to read that from the start beginning. Yes, I saw that. I didn't uh didn't read that one yet, but uh definitely was I saw it today and I said, Well I'll have to read that again. The most uh, the most fascinating one blog that was written in here was there was a two part series on females and um males at conventions and how um, oh man, on on how females feel when they're dressing up, and how yeah. that they're portrayed that you actually have to. Um, yeah, they, yeah, I I read that one. Yeah, I read that one. That was that uh, was that's uh, one of my favorite people, ones. Uh, yeah, that was uh, before she got into the strong female roles here, which is which is definitely interesting. Uh, she's taking some different. Rolls, yeah, River Tam is an interesting character. Uh, becomes more a lot more stronger throughout the series, until she really kind of totally comes out of herself in Serenity. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's, those, it's a really great, about, great yeah. um, you know, different kind of reason makes you think about these characters and people in new ways, and I love that. So what made you want to step out and, and do more at the cons, you know, be, be a lot more involved with CopperCon than, than you have been? Well, yeah, it's going to sound silly, me saying it this way, but because I was asked. <laughs> uh, the guy who was in charge of it uh, uh, had heard of me. I had helped with um, the Dark Ones a lot, and uh, I was recommended because of the Dark One stuff that I had done. And he came up to me and says, look, man, I'm really trying to do this in a new way. Uh, he explained to me what he was doing with Capricorn Revolution. And I got excited. I was like, what can I do to help? We sat down and we put together exactly how we wanted the the, the advertising, the, the websites, and we just put together an entire package. And uh, he was a, he's a lot of fun to work with, Michael. Yes, he Michael is. Yeah. Fett. Michael Fett. Yeah, he and and I tell them I said you know uh, whether you you are successful or not, says you have given it 110 percent, and really you know that that's a that's a lot to be said about that. Because I think that he's he's uh, actually put himself out there a lot, um, and doing the best he can to to uh, you know, you know really move the convention in the right direction. You know, there's a lot of people who doesn't think the 
the way he's trying to connect with new people is going to work. I know. But I've been saying it for years that um, we needed to try to connect with the younger audience, but it means going yeah. in a completely different direction. It really does. Yeah. And he's, he's really yeah. stepping out of the boundaries, and I applaud him for it. I do, too. That's what I've already told him, so he knows it. I said, I said, yeah, I have to applaud you, and I have to I give, yeah, I, I I respect that. It says, you you know, you're, you're doing everything you can to mix it up and make it different, and I think that's definitely great. And it's, um, I only hope that we, we, you know, people who haven't been going to con, uh, haven't been going to CopperCon or Leprechaun, they need to get out and try it again. Uh, what we're doing here Absolutely. is... Absolutely. You know, my yeah. my father, um, Larry Gilly, which uh, I know you know, uh, yeah. he uh, he told me quite a few times about six months ago that his plan was to never, ever go to a CopperCon ever again. That being said, um, mm-hmm. once we once I told him what we were doing, how I needed his help, what... Uh, what the plan was for the entire weekend, he got excited. He decided that he wanted to go ahead and come, come back and, and come out there with me and help and help out and, and be part of CopperCon again. So, you know, there, been, there's something to be said a, by trying to do these kind of things. Yes, and that's why you and I are talking. <laughs> Absolutely. We want we want people to find out. Hey, this is not just the status quo. This is not the same old thing anymore. Uh, you know, I'm trying to do some different things with Leprechaun too. So uh, this is again, this is not a, this is not supposed to be a Phoenix Comic Con. Okay, what this is is a more intimate and and yet exciting uh, experience because it's new, it's innovative, it's also personal. You guys, uh, you know, who go to these cons, they don't have to stand in a long line, a really long line, and wait for things. They can, they'll see people. Uh, without binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Something you said yeah. for that. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't have to offer glasses in order to see you know the the person at the front of the room. Um, this is a these are smaller rooms. They're not supposed to be seating ten thousand people. Um, and the idea is that you get that way you guys can experience these people. Who are they going to be there, and and that's why they're that's what the smaller conventions are for. So yes, is it where you're trying to compete with Comic Con? That's not the point. The point is that no, we're giving it, giving you a point, different but experience. In all reality, the the bigger conventions, though some some of the smaller conventions can take at least a few cues from some of the bigger ones. You know, I agree. Um, I agree. as far as taking some of what they're doing in a different direction. You know, um, they're well, never going to compete to. with that, but there's some things I know that Comic-Con, I'm like, this is so easy, this is such a simple change, I'm not sure why, you know, other conventions are doing it. You know, like uh, having the, not necessarily bigger dealer room, but putting stuff in with the dealer's room so people stay in the dealer's room. <laughs> I thought was really important aspect that I think Comic-Con got right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's so many, you know, I've been to so many conventions over the, you know, last 20, 30 years that the dealer's room was the most boring place. If you didn't go in there to buy something, there was right. no reason to be in there. 
And in yeah. all reality, that doesn't really help the dealers and no. anybody else in there. So having other things going on, other uh, people to do signatures and do all that kind of stuff within that room really would help not only the dealers, but make it a much more exciting and fun place and the place to be, which I thought Comic-Con does like. Yeah, uh, just having it open to the public is not enough. There needs to be, I agree with you, some exciting things going on in the dealer's room. Uh, and, yeah, somebody needs to step up and actually make that happen in the dealer's room. <laughs> and make it, make it their own. You know, and it's, and, it's, and it's, not, it's not too hard. It's just, and to tell you the truth, CopperCon is doing that to a certain extent. It is making sure that not all the artists, are representing themselves within the dealer's room, not just the dealers themselves, but all the artists and most of the guests are going to be able to represent themselves at the actual dealer's room themselves, be able to have signatures and and be able to talk with the fans and everything else within the dealer's room itself. And that is something that CarperCon is doing. Definitely. And I I, I think that's going to be interesting to see. Um, And it, Again, these people who are interested in these characters, these people who are going to be there, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, how do you feel about the people that are going to be there, the guests of honors? Well, um, I like the aspect of a lot of these different comics, comic book writers and artists and stuff. Um, I'm 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 not a literary person. I don't read a lot of science fiction and fantasy, although I have read my share of it. But, you know, there's a lot of literary nerds who go well and beyond, like my mother, who <laughs> goes well and beyond my reading ability. So some of the things, but I know a lot of these comic book artists. Uh, you know, I know a lot of those people. Uh, um, I know, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember their names all of a sudden. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> You're talking about the the authors? Uh I, I'm talking about, um, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Mike Rell is an amazing yeah. artist. Yeah. Did a lot of I those do, writings and artists. stuff. The Green Arrow and the different Arrows and Sable series. Excited to see his work. They're going to be doing a lot of, uh, not only work there, but extra work. The different artists from Steve Laola uh, and stuff like that. It's the people that excite me to go. And I love meeting these people and talking with them. And then half the reason I go to the smaller cons is so I can actually meet these people um, exactly. that, that I really like. I know the bigger cons, it's really hard to get that one-on-one personal. And these smaller cons is the place to go and do that. Exactly. And and that's that was my point, is that this is more personal and more intimate. Um, the smaller cons are, are able to do that. And so you guys, again, will be able to uh, get right up to the you know these people and talk to them for a little longer than a few seconds. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to have a separate a separate ticket to go get their picture taken with them. So, no, no. <laughs> so uh, you know that's uh, that's what's nice about it. And if you happen to see them in the hall, and, and most of the time uh, they're very willing to you know sign something that you happen to have with them uh, with you. So it's uh, people are open to do things, and unlike the rules, but you know I understand Phoenix Comic Con is huge, and you have to have rules. In order to in order to uh, keep the chaos down, <laughs> yeah, to, to a certain degree, uh, you got to have those sets where uh, smaller con doesn't have as 
many of those problems. And uh, so they they like being able to be more intimate, and that's that's the whole point. Um, the the uh, authors here are terrific. Uh, we're going to going to be talking to them when they're here. And I already interviewed uh, Trina Robbins. She's she's quite a lady. She's just a little dynamo. She's so excited and and passionate about everything she's doing. Very cool. So it's, yeah, it's very cool. And and you'd love to see that, you know, because it's infectious. You wanna you wanna you wanna meet her, and wanna talk to her more because because of her passion for her work. Uh, so, and of course, right. I've known Jennifer, Jennifer for a long time. So Jennifer Roberson, I've known her for geez, since uh, I don't even remember which CopperCon that was. Long time ago, twenty twenty two years ago. <laughs> wow, that was a while ago, huh? Yeah. yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, so you know, and she's still and she's writing series, uh, caravan series. So it was definitely cool to you know meet her again. I haven't talked to her for a while. So well, that's okay. Uh, my 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 father during some of the earlier copper cons loves to tell me the story of how he uh, he got Robert Heinlein to babysit me for a little bit. <laughs> You're kidding. So this is this is yeah oh yeah this is way back before you know when when the when a lot of the bigger name uh, places were just trying to get their name out a little bit more uh, back in the late seventies early eighties and uh, they were able to book some of these kind of people to come to these smaller conventions so um, they <laughs> used to hang out with them and stuff and Robert I highlined uh, my dad had to step up and watch. He watched us for a little bit. He loved to do it. He was just fine with it. See, that just goes to show you, you know, that uh, these people are, are humans, and you know they they want to interact with other people. Um, yep. uh, authors are, are, you know, and artists actually are both pretty insular. Uh, know from experience that they're very insular and that. Because their their work is solitary, <laughs> and so when they go out and actually be with people, uh, they like you know, so they love the younger kids because of the energy, and it helps them to be able to write those care you know to you know, write about young kids because they and that's what they have to do is you got to interact some some time and actually uh, watch you know what we call people watch. You know, in order to be able to figure out why they're doing certain things and what their motivations are. Uh, so that's what Robert. You know, he he was a, adamant that he, that's what he did. He would go out and he went in order to find out how people interact with others. You got to go out and do it. You got to go out and people watch. But it's great to see that you know the people who are especially especially Robert because he uh, his writing uh, was actually. Almost perfect when it came into the editing. Um, I remember uh, Betty Ballantyne back in 2004. She was here at the World Fantasy, and Betty Ballantyne was Robert's uh, editor. And she said that 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 he came, his manuscript came in almost perfect, and she had to fight him tooth and nail to change a comma. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much of a perfectionist he is, or was at the time. Is that 
He gave the manuscripts, and uh, you want to change something, you're going to have to fight with them. Wow. So uh, she was a strong enough lady to do that. <laughs> well, I definitely need to be that. Yeah. You know, I've uh, I've had my share of arguments with uh, uh, different, uh, you know, when I was writing lots of uh, journalism articles and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. kind of going back and forth and realizing that, uh, you know, people have different writing styles and you can't uh-huh. pose, you know, you can't take your writing style and try to transpose it to other people. So, oh, definitely, definitely. I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, whoever the target market is is different than maybe different than your target market. Uh, you know, what you write, who you write for, may not be somebody else's who they write for. Yeah, um, and you have to remember that when you when you're editing others or or even publishing others, uh, you have to remember that, that you know, yes, that that's. That work is not your my, not my cup of tea, but that doesn't yeah. mean that there's not a hot market somewhere else, and, and that there's lots of other readers who want to read that. Yep. <laughs> Can't be approved in this business. No. <laughs> and you know, graphic design the same way. You can't be you can't be approved in graphic design because you know your way is not the only way it can be done. I know. That, that's easier said than done, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You try to say, okay, <laughs> whatever it takes to make sure that you're happy. That's what I'll do. No yeah. And as long as you can pay for the bill, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've had lots of people who walked in and, and I said, do you want this printed? Yes. Okay. You do realize it's going to cost you extra. Because of how you designed it, says okay. Well, well, why? That's okay. I explain it to you. Um, so they, 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 people have to have to learn from experiences, and and uh, and same thing is with us. You know, we constant state of learning. Um, as heaven knows, our 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 businesses don't stay the same, do, do they, Lyle? They ever no, flow. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what the. Uh, the media is all about is is moving with the times. Is somebody yeah, not? Yeah, I got I got to learn new stuff, new techniques all the time, <laughs> new ways to create different, um, new ways to create new websites, different designs, taking into consideration Internet Explorer, um, Firefox, when they come updates, you got to stay with this kind of stuff if you want to stay relevant in um, media. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, the different browsers, and then you know, CSS is now uh, really where it's at. Where you know, a few years ago, it was just barely getting started. Uh, you know, then you have CMS with you know, uh, controlled management. So yeah, it's 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 always constantly changing. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard to keep up with all those changes. But, you know, that's <laughs> – is somebody trying to get in? I, I've had issues because, you know, there's different regulations um, that come into play as well, different regulations when it comes to how stuff is being mailed and how it's supposed to look. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. To how stuff is, has to be 
charged for it when it comes to design too, because that actually changes constantly. I know yeah. a lot a lot of the new stuff because uh they're trying to make sure that there's a sales tax for the internet overall and that's still, you know, some places you've got to charge now that you didn't have to charge before and you know, yeah. gotta stay all up to date with that. Yeah, that that's part of being a business and yeah. Yeah, that is just also it's keeping keeping abreast of the changes and yeah, there's always changes. You learn something new every day, and and there's there's just so many changes, in, especially with web design. I think uh, more so than anything else. I'm doing the best I can. We're all doing the best we can. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to tell us about what you have coming up? Because I know that we're just over an hour now, and sounds sounds like you've got something going on on your end. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not so bad. I know uh I, I've got I got a wife and three beautiful boys right now and I know my wife is wondering when I'm gonna be getting home. Uh-huh. So uh Yeah. You're, you're at the office now and you're just trying to get out of there. So um <laughs> so Uncle you know, we've done a couple of the, the articles from from your website and the WAD. Uh, especially the thing, the articles on conventions, because that's what I ne- I needed the most right now was some oh, articles on, on conventions because this this part of what this newspaper is about, uh, and yet there were so many people not going out to the conventions or giving me any kind of uh, feedback on uh, conventions. I mean, for going to say San Diego Comic Con, um, the, the thing that everybody is saying about it is is has gotten so huge that they're waiting way too long in lines to get anything. Uh, and so they might have to reconsider how they're organizing that. But uh, and they're going to complain about that anyway. Yeah, well, I know I know Six Comic Con was big. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know I wouldn't even want to try to deal with the lines at, uh, in San Diego. No. And as I said, if you if you don't if you can't deal with lines, definitely don't go to San Diego. <laughs> that's that's uh, you know it's, it's just, there's no way to get around it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Comic Con. Hey, hey, are you going to go to the movie uh, here in a couple of days? Mike will be yeah, all set with me if I don't mention first, that. <laughs> August first is the 2001 um, marathon that they're doing. In Tempe, uh, mm-hmm. tickets are ten dollars to help support um, the uh, Coppercon Revolution experience. So that should be okay. a lot of fun. And that is Plan Nine from Outer Space. That's a shorter film. Apparently, they yep. colorized it. Oh and wow! Then, yeah, I heard that yet uh, on on Friday from Mike. He said that this this is a colorized version. And then, of course, we have a Space Odyssey, two thousand one. And uh, you know, I you know, I would say most people our age have not seen that on the big screen because we were way too young at the time. <laughs> so this would be the first time we've seen it in the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely something that is again ten dollars, guys, uh, and five dollars if you already have a membership for Capricorn. Uh, you get member coupon code required. Remember, you had to bring your coupon code. Um, that's when you signed up. So that way, it's only five dollars uh, if you've already 
already registered at CopperCon. So that's yep. a great deal. So come out, come on out there. I'm going to give you guys the uh, link on that. Yeah, Mike will have a cow if I didn't say anything about this. <laughs> He's listening right now. Going, Is she going to say anything about it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so the screening, and then uh, we can about a little over uh, about a, about a week later, uh, CopperCon. So we'll definitely see you there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there with the bulls on Thursday setting up. Now I'll be there for four or five hours on Thursday doing doing my Doctor Who, getting the Doctor Who on. Getting your Doctor Who on, awesome. Video work. Good, good. I'll be uh, uh, coming over there because I need to bring newspapers and and, uh, and and lots of materials for all the other cons. So I'll be over there Thursday for a little bit. Um, also meeting up with the authors uh, in order to talk about what we're going to do, talk about at the moderating, uh, and I'm moderating them on Friday and Saturday. So, yep. definitely a fun time. Um, hey, thanks. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. So thanks so much, Lyle, for coming on, and uh, I, I'm going to have another interview with Mike pretty huge, another day this week, and uh, in the anticipation of the screening, and of course uh, a couple of other guests of honors uh, before the con. So it's going to be a busy week and a half. Thanks, oh, Brett, yeah. so much for thanks so much for coming on, and and I'll be talking to you then. All right, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks. Bye. 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 That was Lyle Dilly, and he has, again, he's got the uh, web design company and graphic design, and that's Desert, Z- Desert Sea Design. Uh, definitely you know, get on there and find out more about them. Also, the special screening for, for uh, that's in coordination to the CopperCon. That's this Thursday, by the way, this Thursday, so August 1st. And that is at the Pollock Tempe Cinemas, which is northeast corner of Elliott and McClintock in Tempe. That's Elliott and McClintock. And uh, that's going to show, uh, first the, show, the showing is going to be the Plan 9 from Outer Space. will start around 9.30. And the 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, okay, so we're starting at 7 with... Odyssey, I thought it was going to go the opposite way. Okay, so <laughs> it does help to read it, doesn't it? With 2001 Space Odyssey starts at 7. So if you want to get a seat, you probably should need to get there definitely before 7. So 6.30, I would say, if you want to get 6 or 6.30 to get a seat. And then Plan, five, plan 9 from Modern Space will be on after that was 9.30. And again, this is a double feature for only $10. So you guys should, you know, have a great time on a Thursday night. Uh, have, get a double feature, and I happen to know that you know quite a few of you who have not seen 2001: Space Odyssey on the big screen, uh, and that's really what how it was meant to be seen. And Blind Nine Founder Space, I don't even recall it at all. And this is going to be a colorized version of the original black and white. So cult classic, Plan Nine Founder Space. And that will be on a Christie's Digital Cinema Projector, for those who know anything about projecting systems. 
uh, provides the best possible video quality on the market today for, uh, for theaters. Uh, it's the best that they can have seen 2001 and Plan 9 will ever look. So <laughs> that's one-time thing here. So don't miss out on this really special screening. Again, tickets are $10. You get online. You can still get your tickets or get them at the, at the uh, box office. But if you want to make sure you get your you know, you know, multiple tickets for you and your family, uh, you go on to CoffreCon. Yeah, that's org slash KUCON. That's C-U-C-O-N. And on the top area where you have things, uh, you know, uh, your your sideshow, uh, it says on, uh, you'll see Plan 9 from Outer Space, buy tickets today. You click on it, and again, it helps support the CopperCon. You buy a ticket today for $10 a piece, or if you already have a membership that you already bought, Put your membership uh, discount information, your membership number. You can get it for $5. So it's an awesome deal. Also, they have a VIP comedy special guest dinner, which I think sounds like an awesome idea. People love comedy. And if you want to be uh, around these special guests that are at this con, definitely want to be involved with that special dinner. So... Find out more about that. Also, the collectors. There are going to be collectors for comic books. They have their own. Uh, collectors have been their comic books, comic magazines, photographs, and magazines signed by their favorite creators in the presence of a CGC representative. So there will be a CGC representative right on right in the dealer's room. So when Mike Grell, for instance, uh, if he does a uh, a work of art for you. It can be autographed right in front of the representative, and you, know, you can put it in plastic, and it'll be preserved forever. So that's really cool, but that's something that we don't usually have at these smaller cons. So something to you guys to take advantage of. And it's going to be right right in Mesa, so we're really excited to to, uh, to have CopperCon here, along with the ability to uh, showcase these uh these artists and creators uh some really cool uh comic books and uh and of course graphic novels um historian guest of honor Trina Robbins is really really into uh graphic novels if you start talking to her about it she just is so passionate and such a dynamo uh so if you wanted to listen to her show you can go back uh, a couple of weeks ago to her show and click on it. Or you can go on the wad.net, that's the wad.net, in order to find more information about the different shows. And of course, um, being able to find the different shows that she, uh, the show that she had talked at. As soon as I find it here, I will let you know. Of course, we already talked to uh, L.E. Modisette. And his interview went very well, and that was uh, you know about a month and a half ago. But I brought it forward so that way you guys would know it's there. Um, and he also has his own show that we had, so you'll see um, some of the question and answers from the interview. And the actual interview, you just click on and be able to listen to it at your leisure. So 
that was a terrific interview, and it's more about his career and how he finds inspiration in, in order to uh, to write all the different stories that he's written. And the difference between science fiction and fantasy, which is something that we are talking a lot more about recently, is is there any true uh, science, hard science fiction anymore? So that we we did answer that question during the, during our conversation with him. So we have a lot of things going on. Um, I'm going to be out at the at the uh, um, at the screening on Thursday, and also we have at least one more interview this week for CopperCon, and then we also have. That's going on this week, and then we're going to have a couple other things going on for next week. Uh, we got another KWAD radio interview with David Coy, who doesn't have anything to do with with Capricorn, but is based on a virtual uh, tour that that is being uh, handled on my blog. So uh, definitely interested in what he's got to say. So that's on next Tuesday, and then we've got another show on Wednesday the 7th. And we'll probably have another uh, another interview this week on Wednesday the 31st. So with that, I'm going to say that's, a, that's enough for today. <laughs> it's Monday, so give me a break, people. I am just going to say that this is KWOD Radio, and this is Patty Holtz, signing out for the night.